can't grow without change. Going from point A to point B, and if that's growth, great, but it also is change. It's just change that looks good, feels good, that we like. And sometimes along the way, the changes that are happening, we don't see what that end result will always be. So then it goes to maybe something you'll bring up further is just vision and strategy. And what is that North Star that really helps pull you in a direction whilst we're meandering like a river through of change? Hello and welcome to The Social Acre Show. I'm your host, Terry, principal and founder of The Social Acre Agency. This podcast is home for trailblazers and unconventional doers for all things business, entrepreneurship, mindset, and motivation. You will hear the honest edges of entrepreneurship, tools and habits to help grow yourself and your business, solo episodes from myself, as well as expansive stories from a wide range of guest speakers. Each week, you will leave feeling like you're not alone on the journey to wanting more. You can expect to feel inspired and empowered to get off the fence and take action. So pull up a chair and join the conversation. Hello and welcome to The Social Lakers Show. Today we are here with Matt Altman, CEO and founder of Sportique, a global lifestyle apparel company that collaborates with global leaders like the NBA and Nintendo and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, just to name a few. Today, Matt and I are going to get into business strategy and growth, as well as chat about personal and professional development as an entrepreneur. Matt, I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'll pass it over to you, let you introduce yourself, and tell my audience a little bit about your background and how you became the CEO of Thanks, Sporty. Terry. Really appreciate you having me on the show and look forward to the conversation. So I went to the University of Arizona, got my degree in accounting and business, and during that last year of school, I just really realized I didn't want to be an accountant. And I knew I wanted to have a business and be a part of business. And accounting is, you know, kind of the backbone and foundation of business. So having that skill set was great, but I just really didn't want to be an accountant. And I had a fortuitous scenario that happened and took a completely left turn and found myself in professional sports and got into merchandising, which led me to a 12-year career as the director of merchandise for the Phoenix Suns, Arizona Diamondbacks, and the uh, Phoenix Coyotes at the time. So that was kind of really, that got my start into merchandising, apparel, wholesale, retail, sourcing, design, and uh, I loved it. Really cool. So much expertise and, and knowledge to tap on there. You've been able to dip your toes into so many different things. And, you know, the development of Sportique, it's so interesting how we start in one career path and then life takes us in so many different directions. And I really like something I really like about Sportique is that it bridges the gap between sports fans and fashion. So when you were working on your vision for the business, what were like your first steps to recognize some of the industry gaps 
And how did you evaluate which ones you wanted to fill? Yeah, great question. So me and my business partner, Jason Franklin, who we started the business together, we saw a displaced consumer or fan, if you will. And so again, I was in professional sports. I was dealing retail operations in a, you know, an event environment. And there were fans and customers who loved that team, loved the brand but there wasn't anything for them. So these are consumers right. that are shopping at maybe Nordstrom's or Bloomingdale's or a boutique, and they really understand better products, a better fabric design element. And so when they, back in 2004 and 2005, like there really wasn't anything for them. It was a heavyweight, boxy tee, really no design element, just big, loud, either a loud and proud like graphic or just a big logo. And I saw uh, firsthand them not even coming into the store because there wasn't anything for them. So the whole impetus mm -hmm. and inspiration around Sportique was to take inspiration from boutique trends in fit, fashion, feel, design element, graphic design, things of that nature, and fuse it with classic sportswear that are just tried and true silhouettes and styles and really hence the name mm -hmm. Sportique. Yeah, very cool. I love the way that you know, you've created this brand that is accessible to everyone. I think back in the day, a lot of sportswear, like you kind of mentioned, in my opinion, I feel was geared a lot towards men. Like women, when we when we looked at the options, what we wanted to wear to go to a game, again, it was that boxy, like jersey style shirt. So you've really opened up, opened it up to a lot of people to be able to feel comfortable and confident when they go to that sports game and wear what looks good on a lot of people. So I love that about the brand. And I know you're working with, you've worked with industry leaders like NBA and Nintendo, which is so cool. That's a fascinating achievement. Can you share more with my audience on what securing a partnership with brands like this looks like and maybe how you approached it from a business strategy perspective? Yeah, so I'll start with the NBA. And I know a lot of your audience are either entrepreneurs or looking to be an entrepreneur. And Simon Sinek has a great book and talks about Start With Why. And which mm -hmm. I fully support and I agree. But I think when you are an entrepreneur and you're starting and you're looking to get things off the ground, you have to start with who and who can help and really look at, you know, your network and how to leverage relationships and things of that nature. And so with the background of being in the with involved in the MBA for 12 years, took and presented the idea of Sportique to them and how we could fulfill a niche in the arena retail store. And they agreed. So one was leveraging that relationship and getting an opportunity to validate what we saw and mm. thought and to take the samples and the products that we developed and get it into the marketplace and see what the consumer thought. And so we had great success right out of the gate. My business partner had a relationship with the Dave Matthews Band and really took cool. the same strategy of like you have a passionate fan base, you have a fan that's coming to your show that's not purchasing, that's not engaging in your product. And so we pitched the same story of a better T-shirt, a better hoodie, a better headwear. And, you know, the first year in working with the Dave Matthews Band, it was fascinating for me to hear that. Our T-shirt was their best-selling shirt on tour, and they actually had to stop 
selling our shirt because it was outselling their tour shirt, which is usually their best selling mm. shirt. So they have <laughs> right. a finite time of when they're going to be touring. And so they can't be out of inventory. So they, they had to stop selling ours so they can sell the other stuff. So it was an interesting case. And so really then taking those case studies and being able to tell that same story to like mm-hmm. accounts. And so what Fortique has done a really good job in is moving into what I call destination retail. Those where you have to go to these environments to get that product. You're not going to a department store, a mall, or a specialty retail chain. You're going to have to go to the Grand Old Opry to get the Fortique Grand Old Opry t-shirt and hat. You're going to go right. to Madison Square Garden to get the Knicks Sportique hoodie, things of that nature. Or you're going to the Nintendo World Store in Rockefeller Center to get the Nintendo Sportique apparel and product. And so where we've positioned ourselves is being that better, best apparel option in that destination retail space. Yeah, I really like that you started this with talking about who compared to the why, because I think a lot of young entrepreneurs, especially, they kind of sit here and think like, okay, what's my why and kind of lead with that. But I think like you said about leading with the who first, especially in the early stages. And what you said was really important too. You touched on validating your product, validating your brand by dipping your toes in the water and and actually talking to your community and leveraging your network to see if there's going to be that demand. And it shows that it works because that's exactly what you did. And where you are today is probably a result of that. So that's awesome. I know a lot of my clients and my community members and even my listeners, they often lean on business coaches, consultants, and continued education to grow their business and their brand. What are you doing or have done in the past that has supported you to grow both personally and professionally while scaling sports? Yeah, so great question. I think it's super important to continue to evolve yourself, regardless of being an entrepreneur or just a human being on this planet. Mm -hmm. And so I also feel, and there's, there's a lot of data around this, that as you grow as a person, you can then continue to grow and expand your business. So I do a number of things. I do work with a coach, an executive coach, especially as my role has evolved, as the company has grown, shifting from maybe more of an entrepreneur to now a CEO. And what does that actually mean and, and look like? And it changes. One of the great things that I've been involved in the last 10 years is an organization called Entrepreneurs Organization. And it's a peer group of entrepreneurs. And so the learning events, the learnings that I've gotten from there, the peer-to-peer work with Forum has been amazing. I've had the opportunity to do exec ed programs at Harvard Business School, London Business School, did finance education virtually and on-site at at Wharton. So I think there's things that we have to continually to look to evolve and and grow. And -hmm. and it's not just about business. It's also about yourself personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just an important aspect for any person, whether they're an entrepreneur or just looking to live their best life. If you're looking for more organization, efficient systemization, automation, project management, and so much more, you're going to love HoneyBook. HoneyBook is your one-stop shop for all things customer relationship management. 
I've been using HoneyBook since inception, and let me tell you, it has made a world of a difference in operating my business and providing an incredible customer experience. Get 20% off your first year using HoneyBook by heading to the site www.thesocialacre.com slash links. I remember when I first started my business, it's funny how much bias you have when you first start. You think that you're going to lead with this vision and it's going to be the exact same the whole way. And I think I've come to accept that each year is going to be different. You're going to shift. Your business is going to shift. Even your audience and your ideal client is going to shift a little bit. So keeping up with what you need to know and anticipating change to happen is something that's really helped me. I expect change and I welcome it now. Whereas before when I started, I was very much like, okay, this is it. This is where we're going. This is how you do it. So having that evolving mindset. That's great that you embrace change. It's part of an interview question sometimes that I'll I'll ask people is around change because the reality is you can't grow without change. Going from point A to point B. And if that's growth, great. But it also is change. It's just change that looks good, feels good, that we like. And sometimes along the way, the changes that are happening, we don't see what that end result will always be. So then it goes to maybe something you'll bring up further. It's just vision and strategy. And what mm-hmm. is that North Star You know, to, that really helps pull you in a direction whilst we're meandering like a river through, of change? <laughs> Yeah, I'd love you to touch on that. What has been your North Star as you've been, you know, navigating the ebbs and flow of your business and and scaling and also personally as a as a solo like as an entrepreneur going to a CEO, like you said there's a lot of growth that happens in between those two stages of business. So what has been kind of that North Star for well, you? Well, from the company standpoint, one of the things that has been important for us was establishing and setting a BHAG, which is, stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. So it's really intended to be something big. It should be realistic, but it should also, there should be a time element that's going to take time. But it also should give you some angst and some kind of like a little bit of not a negative pit in your stomach, but a like, wow, this is this is big and Mm -hmm. really have like our exec team we came together we agreed upon what that BHAG would be and then every all of our meetings really are addressing what are we doing to get to that BHAG and then really then pulling back and looking okay well this is what we're going to do over the next 90 days that will keep moving us in that direction. And so I think having that bigger vision and then also having the ability to just deal with day to day and okay, what's the next 90 days? There's a lot of data that we as humans can really understand that far in advance. But as we go further out, we lose touch and we lose focus. So Mm -hmm. it's having that vision that helps create that energy, that desire and whatnot to then take it to where we are in present time to move. Mm, I really like that. I always like to leave my audience with a key takeaway or something that can motivate them after listening to the episode. So what piece of advice or maybe key learning do you want to leave with my audience on vision, strategy, growing their business, anything that we just touched on? I think, again, addressing who, not how. A lot of times Mm -hmm. we think of, okay, here's this goal. How am I going to do it? And really maybe who can help? 
and really leveraging people, community, family, friends. And maybe it's just around advice. So there's a great book called Who mm-hmm. Not How, which really can help. I think the other thing that I would say is just really having a growth and learning mindset. I think Mm -hmm. there's a great quote that someone told me. It's like, it's not about winning and losing. It's about winning and learning. And I think from the moment we're born to the, to that very last breath we take, learning is happening within our system on some level. And so embrace learning because that's really how we're going to grow. There is an innate desire in every human being to grow and to evolve. It happens naturally Mm -hmm. when we're a baby to become a toddler and to, you know, a youth and adult and know that there's a process. And part of that process is change. Part of that process might be pain. Some of that might be wins and great celebratory times, but it's all part of the process of learning and growing. And if you can really embrace that, the journey is much more palatable and and enjoyable and Mm -hmm. fun that when you can recognize when the the challenges happen in your life, because they're going to happen, that we can't stop to some degree, but recognizing, okay, that's an opportunity, not something that's going to set you back, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I really like that mindset. And I think that's something that shifted for me from when I first started to a couple of years in was really that I started to embrace that it's not about just getting there, getting to the destination. It's about the journey and living in each day. Like you said, having that big vision, knowing that it's there, but also living each day and showing up that way instead of always thinking that you're going to reach this thing and then be fulfilled and then reach this goal and then be fulfilled. I think we have to learn to be content where we are while working for what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really like that you touched on that. And in wrapping up, can you share with my audience where they can check out Sportique and how they can connect with you personally? Yeah. So please check us out at Sportique.com. It's S-P-O-R-T-I-Q-E.com. No U after uh, the Q. And just, just check out you know the premium basics and styles that we offer there. And if you're a business and you're looking for product with design and decoration, you can go to sportyhosale.com and learn more about how you can work with us there. Personally, you can find me on LinkedIn, also on Instagram, smaltman9 on social media. And yeah, we'd love to engage in a conversation that your listeners may have. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here today, Matt. I look forward to launching the episode and having everyone Thanks, listen. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate you having me. You guys, I am so grateful you're here and I would love to hear from you. Screenshot your podcast app and tag the Social Like a Show in your Instagram stories. Let me know what you loved about this episode. I cannot wait to hear from you. And if you feel so moved, please leave me a review. I would be so stoked to hear from you so I can continue to produce episodes you will love. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Bye everyone.